for one thing, I'll, I'll tell you, I take CBD. That helps me a lot. But most important for my sleep. Yeah, we went to like an NBA game and. Uh, How we was went, that? Oh, it's mad. Like we paid something nine dollars or something ridiculous to go to watch. Nine dollars for that? As yeah, well. yeah, like nine dollars each. Our tickets was. It was crazy. I, I bought a bottle of water at Disney for like six dollars. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean. I'd love to be in big fights with like, fighters like that. Do you know what I mean? That's, That's what, what, what I'm in the game for. It's good that you and your brother are not afraid of losing. At the end of the day, you'll take a fight anywhere, anytime. And how do you see it going on the 30th? The thing is, I'm so confident in myself. I believe I'm a better boxer. I'm a better fighter. He's uh, he's a bit taller than you, isn't he? Do you think you could stop him? Yeah, I, I do. I do think I, I can. Yeah, I think uh, that the whole fight night's going to be good. Even with like Mikey, you hear all the stories in the pro game. Yeah, yeah. The mind games, last minute call ups. That's what I mean. Like, I've been offered fights over the years at really last minute, like, last minute. And the thing is, I'm 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 a big I'm, I'm big for the weight. Do you know what I mean? I'm not gonna. I train hard all year round, but I'm not. I can't sit really light. Mm -hmm. um, I need notice for a fight. How much do you need to cut? How much notice do you need? Um, depends. Depends. I could be training for something else, and then. But yeah, I need. I want. I want at least six weeks. Do you know what I mean? To mm -hmm. um, to be hundred percent. And especially now the rounds are going up. Like yeah. me boxing amateur, I need two months mentally yeah. just to have three rounds against someone that's a novice. Yeah, yeah. You know? exactly. So for you to have six weeks for an English title, or whatever, it's uh, yeah, it's mad. Exactly. Like um, I'm I'm ring fit. If I'm out of the gym or a bit overweight, you put me in there. I will spar six rounds of anyone. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'll get, I'm a pro boxer. It's my life. Um. I'll be able to do six rounds with anyone. But yeah, when you start doing like 10 round fights and stuff, do you know what I mean? You need you need to be ready for it. I obviously, I don't want to go into your whole history, but when did you actually even start? My, my dad's always been involved in pro boxing. And yeah, my, obviously I followed my brother into it. He turned pro like six months before me, I think. Um, and then, yeah, so I turned over. Wait, so Mikey turned pro six months before you? Roughly, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But he had, his, he's had his, he had his first few fights in uh, Belfast. Uh, yeah, he said, yeah. Was yeah. it first four or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so it went under the radar a bit. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, he had his first fight in Portsmouth on my debut. So mm -hmm. we both fought on the same show. It was my first pro fight. It was his first one in well, in England. So. And was your dad cornering both of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um, my batting centre. Um, ah. Did you yeah. box the same guy twice as well? Yeah, so I fought I fought a lad on my debut, Kazasan, and um, tough journeyman. Um Fought him on my debut, and then on my second fight, the opponent pulled out fight week. So I was like, oh, what do we do? And then, yeah, um, Kaz took the fight again. Um, short notice. Was it weird fighting him twice? Like, yeah, it was. You're like, bit... I've already beat him. Yeah, like, it, was, the... it was a bit weird. Um, but obviously, you see, you see little improvements in the in the gym. Mm -hmm. And obviously, the way fighters them early on in your career is about learning. So, yeah. Um, it is what it is, do you know what I mean? So And we were saying as well, what what tips were you learning when your dad went under Eddie's? Al Smith, my dad, um, yeah, um, was around him a lot and, mm -hmm. and learnt a lot of stuff off him. Um and I've been up there and I've learnt stuff off Al as well, um, over the years. And um yeah, I'm not gonna say what it is, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There is there is game plan, he probably uses them with all his all yeah, his team yeah, and of stuff, course. do you know what I mean? Oh, so. is it pinning as well? Uh Billy Rumble was chatting to me about like you can just get people and you can just like block their arms. Yeah, 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 mate, there's like there's literally so many little tricks, it's crazy mm -hmm. and uh, how many little tricks can uh, change a fight as well. Like I do use some stuff, um what like Al taught me for, for the brief time I spent up there and, mm -hmm. and my dad obviously carried them over the years and learnt a lot of Al as well. Um, but yeah, he's a very good trainer, very knowledgeable trainer, and it rubbed off on my dad. And my dad's a very knowledgeable trainer as well. So well, yeah, your dad, everyone knows your dad around here. Yeah, it's yeah. Huge. Listen, like it, it went till Mikey started doing well till we got a bit of recognition for what he's done. Mm -hmm. When my, was that roughly? The thing is, Mikey, like before he, his big break really was against against Chris Congo um, mm -hmm. on the Sky Sports Show. Um, that was a great fight, wasn't it? It was, but the thing is, before that. He was he he beat like six prospects like mm -hmm. before that five. He, he was the underdog in every one, right? Yeah, yeah, most of them he was. Yeah, so like he won his first title uh, in Swindon against Ryan Martin, underdog for that WBC World Youth title. Won that away, uh, and then yeah, they fought Sam McNess um, at York Hall, um, 
he was underdog for that and there's like a few more fights as well mm. they're all tough fights but yeah. they, they went under the radar because it wasn't on a big massive platform it was mm. all on like youtube or whatever but that's so good especially for you obviously yeah. you're in the same gym like yeah, you see yeah. brothers around the country you, i can name so many brother boxers it's incredible like you know you sharpen each other you've got where you know him as well in the gym when you're sparring mikey with that standard you're around that all year round you know what he does yeah yeah well exactly the thing is like yeah so i've been in every step of my brother's career and he, he didn't get handed anything he'd done it the hard mm. way from like and so have you yeah of course exactly so i know it can be done like um he didn't earn a penny for his first like 10 fights or something like that it's like, crazy isn't it like bare minimum amount if he did um but he kept winning as long as he kept winning they couldn't deny him and he started winning these bouts and finally and what about yourself with your route um so for me i've been like i've been quite unlucky in my career to be honest through my injuries or their injuries and mm -hmm. uh time and stuff like that so and you couldn't get matched as well right sorry about it you couldn't yeah, even get matched recently. yeah yeah to be fair like especially when you have that o like it is a bit of a risk for a lot of people so it was harder to get um get a match so i was supposed to box for my first title i was going to box for the southern area when i was 19 mm -hmm. and i would have been like the youngest southern area champion i was like yeah, i was like featherweight i think it was um i um i would have been the youngest featherweight southern area champion and then a few weeks before the fight um i, I like uh, i damaged my hand oh, so no. we had to pull out what happened just doing sparring away? Yeah, my, my knuckles. I done my knuckles. Feeble little hands. Mm -hmm. like, I ain't got boxer's hands. So, um, well, so have you seen? Is, what are those new wraps they've got out now? Where they've got all the extra protection? What fortress? Is it fortress? Yeah, they look pretty good. Um, yeah, look. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've conditioned my hands over the years. Now I got to a point where my, I know my hands are never going to be perfect, mm -hmm. but I just got to grip through now and um they're conditioned a lot better now and how do you condition your hands just just go through just, just go through it mate to be honest like i'm building the strength in my hands just, just going through it just keep keep punching and um and that's how it worked because I, I took time off because of my hands so so that was yeah i damaged my hand there um and cancelled the fight i was only 19 like the team thought it ain't worth going in there with one hand 19 like yeah. to wait about so and then that, taking a loss and affecting the rest of your career exactly so so pulled out of that one and then i was supposed to fight um for another area title um at lightweight and uh i broke my thumb oh no um, same hand um yeah it was it was but look, I've, I've damaged both hands like, over the years it's terrible like i've, I've thankfully like I, I ain't had any injuries for a long time now with my hands but um that was a good i was away in Belfast sparring mm-hmm um and i was there for five days sparring and on the first day i was sparring um in the last exchange of of the first round like um i caught my thumb uh, was it with a hook no i threw a i threw a shot. shot and like the opponent came in and and it just pulled my thumb back mm -hmm. i've had the exact same yeah. thing on both my thumbs um so anyway that was like that's by the end of the day and my hand was really my thumb was really sore i was like wow um quite really hurts but it'll be all right but then i kept sparring like every day there oh no biggest mistake yeah so i kept sparring for another four days obviously i was there i was i flew over there to spar and um did they I, pay you as well for the sparring or was it i have been paid going over there before mm -hmm. um, um I, I don't know if i got paid for this one or not that's um, good at least because yeah because obviously you i was obliged. there for myself as well because i was training for a fight so i think that time i was there for myself okay um but yeah, look, when they fly, they probably flew me over there though, because they did uh, Mark Dunlop. Um, you, if you used to fly me over there and look after me and put me up and stuff. And it's so good that you've got good contacts. Like, I've yeah, even seen some Italians yeah. as well. I, yeah, I started going over to Belfast to spar like James Tennyson. Mm -hmm. um, he was a massive puncher. Um, no one wanted to spar him. <laughs> so, like, no one in the area wanted to spar him. No one wanted to spar him. So they used to fly me, a young lad, over, and I used to do the rounds with him and stuff. What uh, experience that must yeah, have been. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was a great experience. Um, How did you fight someone like that that has got the knockout power? Is it is it just box? To try not to get hit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I'll just box. Do you know what I mean? I'm a good boxer. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to stand there and try and um, have stand a war with Because, yeah. like, for, his power's ferocious. Like, pound for pound, like, mm. a massive puncher. Um, uh, but, yeah, it's it done very very well for me how many um, rounds were you doing back then as well obviously because you were probably only competing four rounds right um four to eight yeah about that yeah so i don't know really um obviously 
I was sparring him when he went on to fight for a world title. And oh, okay, nice. Yeah, he, he boxed... Um, I don't know if it was that... It might have been MSG. He fought Tevin Farmer for the IBF world title. Oh, wow. So, like, he went to the top of the... top of the. Um... I thought his name rang a bell. That yeah, makes... yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he, yeah, he was, like, British, European. Uh, knocked out Martin J. Ward for the European title. I was sparring him for that fight. I remember his... Um, I was there sparring him. I was like, oh, he hit so hard. Mm. And then um, the fight with Mark J. Ward, he was an underdog for it because Mark J. Ward was unbeaten. I think um, Tenny had a couple of losses at this point. I was like, mate, he's knocking him out. I was sat in a pub with my mates. Yeah. I had a broken nose because he broke my nose. Ugh. And I was like, yeah, trust me, it's hard. Like, yeah. So all my mates was whacking money on him and was watching the TV in the pub. Um, and, it, um, and yeah, he ended up knocking... Martin J. Ward out and like, it all oh, makes really? my money and that. And I was like, I told you, look, do you know what I mean? My broken nose. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was good. It was good learning inspiring for me because um, he was like, I wouldn't spar anyone who hits as hard as him. Um, yeah. And it was great. And yeah, I'd done my thumb in sparring uh, for Ireland Junior over there. Um, How long did it take to recover? Because for my thumb, it took three months still. So basically, like, I couldn't even grip so pens. I, yeah, I flew, I flew home. I flew home and I said to my dad, I was like, yeah, dad, my thumb don't feel right. Like I need to get it checked out. So I went into the walk-in, and um, they X-rayed it, and they said, "Yeah, you've you've damaged your metacarpal in your thumb." And I was like, "Oh, I'm fighting next week." And I went, "You're not." I was like, "I am. I'm fighting for the for the seven year title." I was like, "Listen, if you go in there and you damage that thumb even more, you wouldn't be able to pick anything up with that hand anymore because the metacarpal obviously is a big part of big yeah. of that. You wouldn't be able to grip anything or anything like that. So it, is it worth the risk?" Is it go- it goes on your thumb? I think the carpal's the first yeah, bit, yeah. and the metacarpal's the end. Is that right, or is it the other way around? Like, so like you got is that that area is where yeah, that is area. where I damaged yeah. it. Yeah. So they said like you damage it even more, you might not be able to grip anything, and at the time like you, they you might not even be able to pick up your children. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. when they say that, like oh yeah, like so we had to pull out the fight like a week a week to go, and it was terrible. Before we go any further in the podcast, I would just like to thank the proud sponsors of Not Just Boxing. Not Just Boxing is proudly sponsored by Titan Boxing. Titan Boxing is a UK fast-growing boxing business. They do personalised gloves, pads, t-shirts, everything. They've got UK free shipping. Go check them out with the link on screen. Gymfluencers.com are proud sponsors of Not Just Boxing. They are the premier health and fitness website. There you can find supplement discount codes, freebies, giveaways, a macro calculator. There's all sorts on there. So go check them out at gymfluencers.com. Or check out their at on Instagram at gymfluencers.official. I've had I've had so many bad luck, and then obviously I was supposed to fight Archie Sharp for the for the WA European live on BT Sport at Royal Albert Hall. When was that meant to happen? Uh, what's that? When was that? This was about four years ago now, uh-huh. maybe. And that was my big break. Obviously, I had them area total fights scheduled, but this was a big TV show, and at Royal Albert Hall was a massive show. It was built up, great press conference up there, and everything. And then, yeah, Archie Sharp got injured uh, two weeks out, I think. Oh, no. And I found out, like, I went to the, I went to the, the T-shirt shop to get my, like, T-shirts done for my fight. And I batched on my phone. I got home, um, charged my phone, loads of notifications, missed calls and everything. Frank Warren tagged me in a tweet going, Archie Sharp's out injured. But Lucas Spanagle will still be on the show in a six-rounder. So I was gutted. Um, at least you got some exposure on the telly. But that's the thing. So I was, that's what I thought. I was like, oh, at least I'm still going to like fight on this big show. And then like a week to go, they pulled me off the fight uh, show completely. Just mugged me off completely like that. Didn't care. Um, thankfully, um, my brother was headlining a show the same weekend. Mm-hmm. So he spoke to his um, promoter and uh, manager and managed to get me on the show. So nice. the camp didn't go to waste. I still managed to fight. That's good. Um, yeah. But it went from being... For WA European title on a big platform, live on TV, good money and everything like that, to fighting a full rounder, I was afloat on the show. And do you know what a float is? Like, yeah, you don't know when you're going to fight. Mm-hmm. You I just... thought I was fighting at five o'clock. I had my gloves on at five o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I didn't end up fighting until 11 o'clock at night. Mikey said about yeah. this. Yeah, I think, didn't you even fight after him? So, yeah, so I didn't leave the changing room because I could have been on whatever ever time and I was doing a bit of pads and then just waiting about and box little change room. It was, it was tiny and can we go on yet? No, no, not yet. Anyway, got to Mikey's fight. I'm got, I'm still geared up with gloves on. I walked Mikey's belt out like with my gloves on. <laughs> and then he fought and I was doing a bit of pads in between 
the round. So I'd watch the round of Mikey's fight and then do a minute of pad work in the break and then do that. And then as soon as he fought, they basically chucked me in. Mikey was doing his um, post-fight interview on the side of the ring and then they chucked me in for my full rounder when everyone was like leaving the venue and stuff. It yeah. went from one one extreme to, to like to the sport to like the right bottom. Like. Yeah, that's nuts. But and was it, it obviously just a move round of a journeyman, really? Exactly. Yeah. I didn't get paid anything. It cost probably cost me money. Obviously, I had to sell last minute tickets to get on the show. So um, it is what it is. But it just made me mentally stronger. And, yeah. Like I'll take it all. I'll take it all as learning and. It's good that you come from a boxing background. You got the support because imagine yeah. if you had all these setbacks and you had an opportunity to work elsewhere or do whatever, you might easily have just said, "You know what? I'm done." Yeah, Could yeah. Walked away from it. You need to be mentally strong. Mm-hmm. You need to be mentally strong, and thankfully, I am. Um, and yeah, I've just, I've just keep building, and obviously suffered a couple of defeats now, and um, yeah, but I'm ready to pick up my first title. So, and what about those defeats? So I've not seen the fights. What happened? Okay, those? so. So basically, I was thirteen and zero at the time, and then COVID struck. And basically, if you weren't signed with a big promoter on, on like a TV platform, you couldn't train, could you? Not, you couldn't fight. And like, so most people weren't even in the gym. Obviously, they had times, didn't they? Like, yeah, you can train in private gyms now, blah blah blah. If you're a pro athlete, you could train in gyms. Amateurs couldn't. I, I was in Oz when this happened, so I don't really know what oh, happened with okay. the rules. But I'm guessing they played you around then. Yeah, yeah. So basically. Um, I couldn't fight and um, I think I could train at this point, but I couldn't fight. And, and then we got a phone call. Do you want to go out to Belarus um, and fight Russia v England basically? And um, they, they, they built as cold walls. That was the show. Which don't like think about it now. Like probably shouldn't have took it like cold walls. Like, we're not going to get a fair, sh- like fair nod. Are we going mm-hmm. out there to fight? Um, is, is it weird that I just thought of the Rocky movie with Drago? Okay, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah. What was it like when you turned up? Was it hostile? Um, so so we accepted fight. Listen, it was locked down. I was like, listen, I'm a fighter. I just want to fight. So we accepted accepted the fight. Went out there, just a few of us. And um, yeah, the lad I fought. Basic lad, but he was heavy-handed. He had, all his wins was from knock, by knockout. So mm-hmm. um, I knew he could punch. But um, How many rounds? It was an eight rounder, and um, I was like, "Wow, I'm going to be a better boxer than him anyway. I'm just going to school him." Went out there, um, and then yeah, went to went the distance. I thought I outboxed him. I thought I won the fight, and yeah, they gave him the decision, which is expected. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But the scorecards were ridiculous. That was the thing. Like, was it like he won every round? Pretty it much. Went, it went far off, and like it was ridiculous. Uh, it was common. There was commentary, um, England commentary involved because it was filmed and. Mm-hmm. It was, um, I can't remember who was uh, doing the commentary for it now, uh, but it was two like um, well-known people doing the commentary. and um, Retired pros or? It might have been like Spencer Fearon or someone like that and mm. um, someone else, but um, it was, it might be Barry Jones actually, I'm not too sure, but um, they had me winning most rounds. Like they both went, yeah, this Russian needs a knockout. Um, this Russian needs a knockout, yeah, Lucas Bangle was outboxing the whole fight. Uh, and then yeah, they gave it to him. Like we talk what? every time. There's been so many episodes that the corruption in boxing. Yeah, yeah. Like for you to have gone out there after co- well, during COVID, I'm guessing. Yeah, mm. it was behind closed doors. It was behind closed doors. The shop where I was supposed to be. It was in a shopping mall. It was in like a brand new build shopping mall. <laughs> they like it was in a food court, and they basically put up like these like big massive black screens to make a big square to make a little venue inside. And then when the shopping mall was supposed to shut at like 7 p.m. or something, that everyone had to leave the shopping mall and then they put the vent, like the show on inside, like the food court, basically. It's mad, isn't it? You're outside probably like a burrito stand I was warming up outside of McDonald's. I was warming up outside <laughs> of McDonald's. Yeah. And um, it, was, it was weird. It was, yeah. it was crazy. But Did they look after you well, though, when you were there? Yeah, they did. That? Yeah, we, we stayed in like a nice hotel. We had, yeah, they gave us expenses and stuff like, as they do. But they, they had us there to lose. Do you know yeah. what I mean? The truth of it is they like... They didn't want no English people to win out there. Would you want to try and rematch him on neutral terms later down the line? Um, I, he... I did. I did think about it at, at, at first. I, I did think, um, yeah, I want to rematch. It's my first defeat. I was gutted. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And I knew as well. Like, I completely outboxed him like on a back foot, and I didn't really come forward. The one time I did come forward, he didn't like it, and my dad was like, "I'll give it to him. Like he's a, he's a on t- like, he likes coming forward. He can't handle it on a back foot." And I didn't. I was carrying on boxing him. Maybe he if played I, his game. Maybe if I just put, gave it to him, I could have stopped, got him out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did think after that loss, I was gutted. I was like, oh, I want a rematch. I'm going to give it to him. But um, 
and then uh, and then after that, obviously still in still in COVID, still in uh, lockdown and stuff like that. I got offered to fight for the English title at lightweight, but at this point I was quite heavy. Not at, not fat out of shape. I'm just I've grown over yeah. the years. I took the thing is I turned pro at eighteen, and I turned pro. I was I was a featherweight. I was I was a boy, and then over the years I've just I've grown. I've I've matured. Yeah, yeah, I've literally just grown like naturally. And um, as a boxer, we want to be at the lightest weight and be as big Have as we can. Have the advantage. Yeah, and edge and yeah, but it's not always the case. And I've always tried to stay as light as I could, but I've just naturally grown. So like, little things like that Archie Sharp fight. If that fight went ahead and I and I would have won, um, I would have I would have stepped up a weight probably after that. I wouldn't have been a super featherweight for much longer after that. And um, what weight's Archie now? He's still super featherweight. He's is been he? a, yeah, he's been the same weight his whole career, and he's wow. like, he's in line for a world title. World title, I think he's number one for the WBO, and he yeah. so um, fair play. I hope he gets his shot because he deserves it. Um, but me, you, you got to win recently as well, right? I think he boxed out a month ago. I think yeah, I think it was just like a little show, wasn't it? Just yeah. a big, like a tick over fight, but. Um, uh, yeah, he's waiting about. He's waiting about for his shot, and he. So, have you felt that though? Like, obviously, have you been active your whole career? I know you've had all the injuries. I've had and times COVID. off. Yeah, I've had times off and stuff, like injuries and stuff like that. And, um, but I've tried to be quite active. So, uh, after that one in in Russia, what I, what I lost, then we got offered the English title fight at lightweight, and we spoke as a team. It was like, look at look at the size of you. You're not like, you're not gonna make lightweight anymore. How much did you have to lose for that fight? It's not even how much I have to lose. Like, there's nothing left. There's nothing to lose. That's that was the thing. It wasn't like I was fat and I had the weight to come off. I, I it was I just didn't really have the weight to come off. So that's why. But listen, I, I was mandatory for the English title for a long time, but the fight never happened because of COVID and the champion was injured at times. Blah blah blah. Like, I, so I wanted my shot. Um, so I was like, let's take it. Let's take. Let's, let's take it. So we got Jack Coke on on board, mm -hmm. nutritionist and. He, we sat down and looked at everything, done tests and everything, and basically the tests come back saying, "What tests were they?" We've done like the body composition um, and all that, and um, what does he do for that? Because I think he's got new equipment now. But what did you do back then? So we 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 went to a a person who'd done it at the time. Yeah, now Jack does it himself, but at the, at that point we went to someone to get it done, and the results shown that I physically ain't got the body fat on me to make lightweight. Like I just haven't. I can get, be as lean as I want. I'm physically too big for it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah otherwise, you're seeing into muscle tissue, and you're yeah, just yeah, be yeah. Like 50 I even would have, of yourself. I would have to even lose muscle tissue to to do it. But like, um, but even listen, you're a boxer, you're a fighter. I can advise you, but I know you're going to take it no matter what. So I'll just make you make sure I do my best to make sure you make weight as safely as possible. So that's what we done. I was in great shape, don't get me wrong. Before I had to cut anything, I was feeling amazing, like fit as I've ever been. How many rounds? How many rounds? What, sparring or fight? Yeah, sparring, yeah. Oh, I've done loads of it. I've done like, way over 100 rounds sparring. Okay, yeah, um, nice. For the camp, and I felt really good doing it, and like everything, like my running, like I was running, I hate running, like I hate running, that's the worst part of boxing, I hate it. I love running. Oh, I can't <laughs> stand it. Uh, I can't stand it, but it's got to be done. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, especially when you see it as a chore, obviously for yourself in yeah, your day, yeah. when you've only got a certain amount of time, yeah, you'd yeah. rather be learning but, boxing. But it got to a point where I was getting so fast and I felt so fit. I was smart. I was running. I was like probably looking weirdo. People was probably looking at me, and this guy was smiling. I was running, smiling because I'm I'm feeling so fit yeah. and fast. I feel good. It makes. Well, do you remember your times or anything? Is no, there? probably not as good as you. Like I'm not an amazing runner, but for oh, me, I'm not in the I was doing really. I, I was doing really well because like, when I start, sometimes when I start camp. I'm not even out of shape, but you'd think I'm obese the way I run. Like, I'm quite slow, mm -hmm. um, but I was doing really good and similar to now. Like I'm running and I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it a lot more. Um, but um, yeah, so I felt great. Everything went was like my bit, like my build-up preparation was amazing. But then it gets to fight week, and it's like right now, I'm the lean. Like my body, like I don't know what percentage I was, but I was really low body percentage. And it's like right now, all you can do now is cut water. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And also, I guess because there's not as much muscle tissue on you, or you know, compared to like an 80, 90 kilo yeah. lad. Yeah. It's you haven't got enough water stored in your muscles in any way to. That must have been tough. So yeah, like luckily, like Jack Coke, he he knows what he's talking about. It's good that you had him at the time. Oh, hundred percent. Like, because if honestly, if I didn't have that the help and support from Jack for that fight, the fight might have gone terribly wrong. Like, 
is mad. Like I learned so much as well. Like another thing, like because I knew I had to do a weight cut and I knew it was going to be quite tough to make the weight. How did you feel at the time? I, I got I got obsessed with with nutrition a bit. Every day, all day, all I'll do would watch, listen to podcasts, like nutritionist podcasts, YouTube videos about weight cutting and right things to do and food and what food. And I learned, like, Jack taught me so much, but then, like, I was watching other things. I got obsessed with it because I thought I need to. Mm -hmm. I need to know what I'm doing. I need to know my body. to know your body. Yeah, that's brilliant. Like, a lot of fighters, like, fair play, they're just, like, they get a nutritionist or get someone. They get tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. And that's okay, but for me, it was like, yeah, but tell me what to do, and now I want to know what what's I'm doing to my Why body. Why you're doing it? Yeah, yeah, basically that. So, so I made weight for the fight with help with Jack, and we made the weight. How did you feel when you stepped on the scales? Um, I didn't feel great. I didn't feel great, but when my mind is right, make weight. You're not gonna fight your main event the next the next night. You're gonna refuel. You're gonna feel a lot better. Like. And that's the main thing. As long as I refuel right, I'm going to be sweet. I'm going to be sweet. It's all going to be good. Um, so I made weight. I'm the professional boxer I am. I made the weight comfortably, um, a pound under. Um, you come in a pound under? Yeah, well, a pound, yeah, the limit's 9.9. Nine, nine. I was 9.8. Oh, wow. Um, that's more because, like, you don't want to get on and you're a little bit heavy and then you have to go and make that weight. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So, like, I have two pairs of scales, making sure I'm on weight on both of these scales. So when I go to the official scales, I know that I'm going to be all right. Because some people, they might be all right on their scales. But if you get on them scales and you're half a pound over and you've really just been like losing the weight in your hotel room or whatever, that's going to do you in. So I'd rather know I'm only getting on them scales once. Yeah. You know what I mean? So made weight. I was like, sweet, let's refuel. And basically, I just never felt 100% after that. Um did you think it carried into even post-fight how you felt, mate? I'm, you probably had headaches, maybe to be honest, fatigue. So it got to fight day, um, got to the fight, um, and basically, I'm a good boxer. I'm a very, I'm a very, very good boxer. Um, so I went out there in the first round just to fill out the opponent to see to see w- what he's got to offer, and I just didn't feel right from that first bow. Looked like he was throwing jabs, and I couldn't see him coming. I just couldn't move. Like, literally, it was like my mind was there, but my body wasn't, sort mm-hmm. of thing. Well, your brain was probably still taking a beating from the dehydration. Yeah, listen, like, don't get me wrong. I knew, like, I rehydrated the right way back. Like, I How was, did you do that? Just from the support of Jack, and he, like, obviously, you have to do the right things. You can't just chuck food down and make sure you get the fluids in your face. Is it like a certain amount every hour? You just yeah, keep chopping yeah, up different like, bits? Yeah, and then you have your electrolytes and all that stuff, and it helps, and, like... But the thing is... After that first round, went back to the corner. Was like, "But well, yeah, that ain't gonna work, is it? You're not gonna be an outbox him. You just have to give it to him." I was like, "Well, wait, done." The thing is, I was fit, fit as I've ever been. I was strong, so I was like, "All right, okay, my boxing ability probably ain't there at the moment, so I'm just gonna outman you." And I did. The ten, my first ten rounder, mate. I just went forward the whole time, and I outfought him, and I outworked him. And to be honest, I thought I won the fight. Um just on pure work rate and guts. And I didn't take a backward step. It was a good fight for the fans, to be fair. Complete opposite to where, my... Where was that? Sheffield. Okay, nice. And it was, a quite, it's quite, it was a complete opposite to my first loss when I boxed on the back foot the whole time. This time I boxed on the front foot the whole time and gave it to him. And um, it was um, it was a good fight for the fans. I thought I won the fight. After the fight, body language, he didn't sit, think that, like he won it from body language. I thought I went, like I was the confident one, mm-hmm. and they gave it to him by a point. By uh, a point. Yeah, on on two of the scorecards, it was by a point. So, obviously, he was the champion. Was it a split decision? Or? No, no, it was, no. It, no, it was unanimous. But okay. it was ninety six, ninety five on yeah. on all the scorecards. So, uh, basically, I lost by I lost by a round. I lost by how a did round. how did you take that? I was gutted, but the thing is, like, I knew. I the plan was I was going to win that fight and vacate the belt and step up no matter what that was the plan I wasn't going to be a lightweight anymore mm-hmm. so and I knew what I had to put myself through to make that weight and I still went out there for 10 rounds and gave it to a fighter and knew that he'd done like 5 10 round fights before that or something like that and that was your first that was my first you would have thought it was the other way around mm-hmm. like my engine was good I was strong like I felt like I, obviously I didn't feel 100% in my actual ability but everything else my mental strength and everything like that. I'll take it as learning. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. I learned a lot from that. What like, was the main learning curves there? That, that I got a big set of balls. Yeah. The one. Do you know what I mean? It must run in the family, that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, what us boxers sometimes have to put ourselves through. Like, people might see it on the night um, and buy a ticket to come and watch, but it's, do you know what I mean? It's the build-up before that, all the hard work, training and everything, and sometimes bad weight cuts and stuff like that. Um, that Like, sometimes the, the, the hard fight is is making weight for mm -hmm. a lot of people and, and just it, the resilience of all the things thrown at you in camp yeah to the fight when yeah, you're dehydrated yeah. and weight cut exactly yeah. mate. but like i'm like i said i'm very mentally strong and I, it just builds to me i think and i thought i won that fight uh close fight i won a robbery don't get me wrong but i thought i won i'd done enough to win it yeah. i thought i'd done enough to snatch the belt of him but i didn't get a decision same as the first fight i thought I completely outboxed him but i was in i was in in russia so do you think as well that's possibly be it's possibly sorry made you ten times better now? Like let's say you got those wins and you had stepped up, taking those losses and having a step back and thinking right, what do I need to do to win clearly here? If I'm going to be going to a points decision, what do I have to do to convincingly beat this guy? So I'm guessing going back to the drawing room, you've probably grown even more from those losses because there's nothing worse than when you do lose that feeling of even the amateurs when I lost, you know. It's an amateur fight. No one, no one cares. No one sees it. It's a, amateurs are learning. Yeah, yeah. For me, you know, it's the biggest learning the curve, and I'm back in the gym working. So for you in a pro fight, like you must have taken so much away from that compared to beating. Them. Yeah, like in two losses, I learned a lot from a lot from both of them, and that's the thing. Amateur boxing, like people lose all the time, and they don't. They just go again, don't they? But yeah. it's not the same in pro boxing. They, they protect their O's too much. Because mm -hmm. um, it's it's all a network. Because it's yeah, a business, it's tough. I've shown that I've I'll, I'll fight anyone. Do you know what I mean? I went over to Russia and fought a Russian. Like it tells you there. Like I'm not scared of anyone. I'll fight anyone. I don't really think there's many Brits that that have done that leading up to their. I know, think like their, their breakthrough. that show them them Cold War shows. What was England versus Russia? Whatever. I think altogether there's about ten, ten Brits who ended up going there over like four shows. Yeah, there was one win. Really. Yeah, and one 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 win via obviously their their points. Yeah, so the guy won. Uh, he dropped the guy like three times. Yeah, they had to give it to him. And then the guy drew, dropped the lad twice and got a draw. And that was on the same show as me. And um, he won that fight. How was it when you was in America and you met all all your stars? You know, like um, the Golden Boy show. Obviously, I met. Obviously, that was the second time. Uh -huh. Obviously, he fought in LA like three months, four months before that. So people like Oscar Dalhoya, B-Hop. When I was in LA, uh, I got back from America a week ago. But when I was in LA, I've been there a few times. I just don't like it. It's like, it is a dump. You go from- It's like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and especially some of the stuff they're taking on the streets, like- Crazy, we didn't expect it. Like all you see on like camera and stuff and films Hollywood uh, yeah, yeah it's all like fancy and stuff but it is, it is a dump isn't it like yeah. and obviously you're not gonna put that on your story are you no 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 we, like we stayed in like Sunset Boulevard like in just like a little like motel and like for the first couple of days was walking down the street and it's not even like every old oh, every mile every like 10 minutes you might see one it was like constantly homeless people out their faces um and you're just like trying to avoid them crossing the roads so you don't but then yeah. after a couple of days you get used to, they're in their own, their own world yeah no, none of them troubles you they don't even know you're there like some of them have in the past apparently obviously like let's say you've got someone that smoked a bit of meth you know they've been a bit aggressive yeah but yeah like you said most of them yeah yeah most zombies. of them like they're just like, like they're in their own world but it was crazy the first couple of days it was a bit like sketchy like walking yeah. past them and that but after that it was fine we got used to it but obviously have this nice areas as well but yeah it's not well, I preferred Texas. It was a lot nicer. Texas. What was Texas like? It was nice. It wasn't like as glitz as glamour as like some parts of LA is, but it was nice. Everyone was very friendly there. The homeless rate was very low um, mm. compared to LA. Do you know crazy. why that is? Um, the thing is with LA, obviously, a lot of people go and chase their dreams in LA. And then a lot of people, a lot of them literally go there to become a movie star or music and they just don't earn anything. And it's very expensive to live there as well. So they end up homeless and it's too expensive to live there. Yeah. So there's some people you'd walk down the street and they're not even like the normal people. They're just living in tents because it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. They've got a nice setup on the side of the road with their tent and they're just normal people because it's way too expensive to live there. Um, so that's what it is. So yeah. And also it's the most temperate climate in the world. San Diego and LA and everything. It's like, it's, 
the same weather pretty much all year oh, okay, round. Yeah. So like if you had homeless in Texas, can you imagine being outside there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it'd be, you, yeah, you'd die. Yeah, there weren't a lot there. There weren't a lot there. Yeah. So um, what do you think of Venice Beach? Like walking along that that for me it was it was heartbreaking because obviously you hear about it as a kid. You want to go see yeah, the yeah, muscle yeah. gym, and then like I've never seen anyone smoke crack until I was at Venice Beach. I was walking walking with the missus. I just looked over. And this guy was like quivering. He had like a pipe in his hand and all that. And I was just like, yeah. just watching him smoke it. It was bizarre. He was yeah, on the side crazy. of the road. He was selling like bracelets or whatever they're, they're doing. And yeah, it's, it's sad because it's such a beautiful area. Yeah, and yeah. And a lot, a lot of them tell you, don't, don't go there past a certain time. It's really dangerous yeah. and stuff. And you're like, wow, okay, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, we done like the walk away from like um, Santa Monica Pier way all the way down. It's not, it's, it's nice. Santa Monica is nicer, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Then, then it you... gets a bit rougher as you go down. But yeah, it was nice. Good experience. Was there for like, it was only there for like four or five days, but we got a lot done. Obviously, we was there for, for business for Mikey's fight. But um, yeah, we went to like an NBA game. and uh, How was that? That was good. Um, it was good. Oh, it's mad. Like, is it like a party at the half time? It's it turns crazy. like a disco, doesn't it? We paid like oh, so we like booked our tickets way before we went. We paid something nine dollars or something ridiculous to go to watch. We watched the LA Clippers at um, Staples Center, and um, the game goes on for so long. And like every like quarter, they have like a big like dance thing, or then they got the confetti, uh, the t-shirt cannons, and they like mm. shoot can like uh, t-shirts into the crowd. Did anyone catch one out of your pocket? No, nah, we was too high up. We was too yeah. high up for that, but. Um, it was it was amazing, and you feel like some of the prices of tickets just to go and watch a football game here, and ain't much going on over there. It was way worth the money, and then we went and watched them. Um, nine dollars for that. As yeah, well. yeah, like nine dollars each. Our tickets was it was crazy. I, I bought a bottle of water at Disney for like six dollars. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean. wow, yeah, um, but um, and then yeah, we went and watched the uh, James Corden uh, Late Late Show. Oh, no way! You there we live? Won, we, we won ticket. We, yeah, we won tickets because it's free. You don't pay, and then we won tickets and. At, there was only like 30, 35 people in the crowd and like eight or nine of us was from Pompey. So like we managed to get tickets. You know, like there was like three groups of us who all applied and we managed to get them. And that was good. And like one of our like people was What weird. does he do? I've seen clips of some funny moments, but what's the actual show? Is it like a news thing? Um, it's, it's, a, it's a panel show, late, late show. So like you'll have like celebrities on and they'll talk about their upcoming stuff and then they'll do like little games and stuff like that. And, was there anyone good on when you were there? Um, Lisa Kudrow from Friends. Oh, okay, Phoebe, yeah. yeah, Phoebe, she was on it. Um, but it's crazy, like, obviously, you're there to make noise, clap, and they tell you when they clap and all this stuff, and laugh. Have they got the big billboards? That yeah, just yeah, yeah. So it was a bit, like, a bit forced. Sometimes it's really funny, sometimes it's a bit forced, but it was cool because, um, obviously, James Corden, he's in America, but he's, he's English, isn't he? So every time there's a little break and stuff. One, someone from my... Um, our group got called on stage and stuff because yeah, James started like bullying him and stuff. But um, basically, <laughs> we started doing like some music come on, and me and my mate started doing a robot, obviously Smithfield. Yeah, yeah. And he was he stage. spotted it, and he started doing a robot with us. <laughs> no way. And then um, obviously he's not really used to English people going there. It's all like like Americans. So um, and then another part of the show, he was like, "Oh, where, where's everyone from? Where's everyone from?" And we're, we're from Portsmouth. We're from Portsmouth, England. Like, Portsmouth, England, what are you doing here? We was like, oh, my brother's fighting on, on, on a weekend boxing match. And he was like, oh, is he? Where's he fighting? And I had a com like, conversation with him and stuff. And he was like, hopefully he wins. And then as he left and that, he'd done like some shadow boxing. He went, good luck to your brother. Like, he was a really nice guy, to be fair. Yeah. And they'd done like a dance-off. The winner gets a t-shirt. I was like, I'm getting this t-shirt. Did you win? I won the dance-off, yeah. Happy like, days. What, yeah. what was the moves? Break dancing or? Yeah, so they play music and it was a crowd. So everyone in the crowd, so like the 35 people. Um, the music comes on and then we went listen we've got a t-shirt Late Late Show t-shirt for the best dancer so everyone stands up out of their chairs and dances busting some moves and then they pick the best three or four and then they lined us up in front of everyone on the on the um, like studio and then we had to all have a dance off and yeah I won but you did the Ali shuffle on there nah I should have shouldn't I <laughs> but I was like I don't care I'm, the thing is I thought, I'm not going to see any of these people again I'm just going to go for it yeah, do you know what I mean yeah, so yeah. I got my t-shirt I was happy I sat there and watched the rest of the show so oh that's sick yeah that's so it was a good sick. experience and obviously my brother went in a fight Virgil Ortiz and that didn't happen but he still managed to fight and then he he got the virtual tees fight a few months down the line so in texas and it's crazy it, it worked but... out better for him really because the exposure oh yeah definitely fights. definitely like um 
it was great. It was great. He's boxed in LA. He's boxed in Texas. First fighter from like Portsmouth to go out to the states to fight. He fought in the Golden Golden Boy shows, like the biggest. Out of it's them a all. dream, isn't it? That's what you... it was crazy. And like obviously the result didn't go our way against Ortiz, um, but my brother showed he belongs at that level. Um, he took... And it's a stacked division. Exactly. So he, took all, he took Ortiz furthest anyone ever has done before. Um, Ortiz said it was his toughest fight to date. And hopefully now he gets more big fights because he deserves it and he he shows he belongs at that level now. So hopefully something big comes along. I think there's only going to be big fights for him. Yeah. But back to you, obviously this is all about you now. The experience you've had from going to these two events, like this is prepping oh, I wanted you. to be on the undercards of both. Yeah, yeah. I did, I want to be on the undercards of both, yeah. Um, that, that, I'd love to do that, do you know what I mean? I'd love to go out to the States and, and fight on one of them big shows. No doubt you will. Exactly. Yeah, it's a matter of First time. step, win this English title. And then, yeah, big and better things after that. So, And then if you do go to the States, who's your dream matchup, really? Obviously, you've got a few, I know you've got Josh Taylor at the moment, but there's so many fights at 140. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, who would you like to box? In like the top 10 right now, who do you fancy? Is there anyone you... I, I don't know. To be honest, I'll fight any of them. Mm. Like, to be honest, obviously, it's a stack, like you said, it's a stacked division. Um, Josh Taylor's number one, but he's got unfinished business with Catrell and... Um, stuff what like do that. you think of that fight? It's bizarre, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know how they could have given Josh the decision. Like, I was cheering Josh on that night. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I was like, oh, he's, he's lost. There's there's no way he's won that. And when he called him out as a winner, it's, it's bizarre. And yeah. then afterwards, when he's saying he's going to move up weight, and then he doesn't, and he takes on another fight. It lo- and looks, they're it looks slowly like... losing the belts, and then, like, uh, Catchall, they should, yeah, it's hard. Like, obviously, everyone thought Catchall won the fight. I thought Catchall won the fight, and I feel for him. He should have got the opportunity to fight for all of the titles um, again, but yeah, it's such a good happen. game plan. Do you know yeah. how he actually kept coming in smothering? Yeah, Josh? yeah, yeah. That was so smart, Jamie. You saw there. You saw two top British guys and two top coaches. Like I was, I don't know. I was very impressed with, with both coaches what they're doing. And Josh is obviously phenomenal for me. Before he lost, before he won but lost, he was pound for pound one of my favourites. Yeah, same, same with me. Same yeah. with me. Like his fights with. Um, Obviously Ramirez and then with um what's his name? Progray. Progray, of course, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a brilliant So fight. yeah, look, Progray's a class fighter as well yeah. and beating Progray is a massive win, like obviously That'd be a good fight for you, Progray. Uh, in the future. Yeah. But in, in the future you never know, yeah. Obviously I'm way off that at the moment. Um but yeah, of course. I'd love to be in big fights with like, fighters like that. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's, what, what, that's what I'm in the game for. It's good that you and your brother are not afraid of losing. At the end of the day, you'll take a fight anywhere, anytime, which you don't get that. You know, mm. everyone's really angry at boxing right now. You look at all the pros, padded records. You're willing to go through the ranks, learn on the job, do whatever. And when the fights come, you're ready. And mm. that's what boxing fans want to see. You know, if, if everyone was like you guys, we'd be seeing Spence Crawford already. It's happening though, thank God. Yeah. Fury AJ so, Yeah, it's, well, it's all about money and politics, isn't it? And that's the thing with everything. So... Unfortunately, it's not old school fight boxers when mm. like there's, they just want to fight, didn't they? Um, it's not the same, but um, yeah, like Javonta Davis, you know, yeah, he's one of my favorite fighters. Oh, dangerous, isn't he? Dangerous Very fighter. dangerous. But he hasn't boxed any. Obviously, he can fight at one three five. I know he gets a lot of stick by the other champions, don't he? But like, he's dangerous, and he could probably knock them all out. To be honest, but so. he's not doing it. Like, yeah. there's no. I don't doubt he won't, but he's not taking the the fights. Yeah. There's so many out there. It's, yeah, it's bizarre. But yeah, uh, your training camp at the moment, weight's on point. Everything's Mate, pretty yeah, smooth. Honestly, I feel great. Honestly, like I said, I've done 12 rounds uh, last night. Three lads. Um, felt felt great. <laughs> and like, then when you met me, you were like, oh yeah, just sore arms. No, no yeah, no, honestly, my arm's a bit sore from it. Like, But um, other than that, I'm, I'm sweet. I went for a run this morning and I feel good. Um, probably got another one or two spars left and then taper down but nice. i'm ready what do you do for strength conditioning have you got snc guys so is it mark no no so um my strength and conditioner is uh gary jones lee fitness um he's mine and mikey's uh strength and conditioner uh and yeah he's been working for us for a while now and he does a lot for me um i'm with him like twice a week uh doing my snc and supports me a lot and uh yeah he's great mate lee fitness gary jones yeah so he's my snc coach and then obviously jack helps out on my nutrition uh jack coke and yeah and my boxing team my dad's my manager and my trainer then i've got miles who's um 
my trainer as well, who helps me a lot. And then, yeah, Mark, Mark Coombs is in the gym now. And how uh, do you deal with John recovery? What's that? How do you deal with recovery? Have you got physio? Do you do ice baths? Um, I have over time, to be honest. But I, um, so one thing I'll, I'll tell you, I take CBD, re-up CBD, um, and that helps me a lot. I don't really get, like, like I said, I ain't been injured for a while now. Uh, I can't put it all down to the CBD, but it definitely it's helps It's an anti-inflammatory. Mate, yeah. it does well. It does good. Like, um, so that's what I take regularly. But most important for my sleep, because my sleep used to be terrible, but the CBD helps me for my sleep. Um, I've had the exact same with yeah, CBD. Yeah. It's yeah. been a complete... And how do you feel your mental health as well? Like, Oh, mate, yeah. Like, I, I feel great. I feel good. Like, like thankfully, I've never really sh- struggled with that side of anything. Like, like I said, I'm very, like, mentally strong, and I don't really let anything trouble me, really. Um, so I've been quite blessed with that, Um but yeah, like CBD is great, and that it's proven. Every sport now, all the top athletes are, are is taking it. So, so I've got that, and yeah, like I've. How do you take it? Do you have the drops? Do you drops. Have, or do they send you so everything? I've got, so I've got the drops. Um, I'll, t- I'll take every 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 night. I abused it when I first got it. I oh, loved okay. it. I was just like yeah, just yeah. smashing it. <laughs> so I've got the drops. I've got muscle balm. What I rub like after, like I said, is like, it like the cooling balm thing. It like feels like it brings the heat to the. Um, no, the no, it's not that. It's just look at look at look at just a muscle just a muscle balm for like aches and pains and um i'll take that so like, like i said my arm's a bit achy so i'll like, rub some of that on this morning and and then i've got like this like like um oil what you can like put a bit in your bath and it's a lovely relaxing bath it's quite nice mate um so got a little do you, bit do you do ice baths ice baths yeah. i have um done i don't do them like religiously or anything like that um but there's um i want to do a cut like a chiro chiro chamber i've done one of them um, there's like there's one in there, Portsmouth. So is I, it? Well, there. Yeah, I don't know if it's still there. To be honest, I've done it for one of my last camps. Um, in South. It's around the corner from here, actually. But um, I think they're new owners or something like that. Oh, is remember. it near Palmerston Road? Yeah, that area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was called like, the Health Clinic or something like that. But I think they've changed names now. But that was good. I'd like to do one of them um, before my fight, just to fully recover. Um, if you had done that after sparring last night, you wouldn't really have sore arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Is. Have you ever done cupping? No, I ain't done cupping, no. Tell you what, I only had it once. There's a cupping place around the corner here as well. Okay. They're brilliant. Really nice guy. He knows his stuff. Okay, I think they're in... They're, yeah, I followed them on Instagram, actually. I think they follow him on Instagram. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually seeing him next Wednesday. Okay. But um, highly recommend it. If you ever get a chance, because he also he does a full MOT, sees what's up, um, and he does like a sports massage. He targets all your areas that, that need doing. And there's different... I don't get it. He explained. There's wet cupping, where you actually draw blood out but the blood's like just random debris that's like, it's it's not even circulating. It's just rubbish. So it okay. comes out and it, it's all like jelly. Oh, right. Yeah. It's weird. But um, he did that on my arms and um, did all the dry cupping on my back. As soon as I got home, I sat for two hours. I felt so relaxed. All of my little niggles and injury. Oh, yeah, yeah. Complete game changer. I, I recommend, yeah, I'll, um, I'll give you his contact. Oh, nice. But um, if you did what, the only problem is if you're a bit vain and you, you, you Feel bad if the women are going to see it. You're going to have all the little cut marks on your back. I know, I know. Yeah, don't bother me. Look like Tio Lopez. Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it don't bother me. Um, but yeah, so I have a good, I have a great team around me. Um, to be honest, and I have most things there if I need it. Um, but yeah, I feel great at the moment, and I, I feel ready for the thirtieth. And how do you see it going on the thirtieth? Um, thing is, I'm so confident in myself. Um, I believe I'm a better boxer. I'm a better fighter. Um, and I'll just take it as it comes, you know what I mean? I'll see, see what he's got to bring, but whatever he brings, I'm going to bring more, so. He's uh, he's a bit taller than you, isn't he? Yeah, so, he's like six foot, yeah. Do you think you could stop him? Yeah, I, I do. I do think I, I can. Obviously, I'll go and have a game plan with the team, but if the opportunity comes, then yeah, I'll take it. Brilliant. Yeah, I think uh, the, the whole fight night's going to be good. There's like, what, four 50-50 fights on paper? It's a great show, yeah. There's three title fights. There's two area title fights and a My English title fight. Um, so, yeah, it's a great small hall show. You're cool. Have you ever spied Martin McDonough? I haven't, no. Okay, because he's Mad, really. I'm surprised way, I haven't. Like, he's a very awkward southpaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's fighting Conor Marston for the... What do you think of that? You, you picking a winner or... It's hard. I ain't really seen much... Obviously, I've Martin's. Uh, I've I've watched him more than Conor Marston. Um, really, very good boxer, Martin. Um, but then Conor Marston, 
he's done well at this area level. He he, he stopped Boy Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, he's big and all. He's like he's taller six for him. He's like six one, six two or something wow. like that. He's crazy, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's a proper like I said, a proper. There's a proper fifty fifty fight that one. Madonna's the, the, probably the better boxer, but then Marsden's ma- like massive, any so they've um, both been mixing at that level for a while. Yeah, too. I think yeah. whoever wins that's got the breakthrough. I think they've also changed it to an eliminator. Eliminator, yeah, yeah, that's big. Yeah, obviously, Mara Mills, who who beat me for it for that English title, he vacated recently. So I think there's two fighters fighting for that English title. So I'm guessing the winner at Marsden and Madonna will fight for that for them. So yeah. Yeah, quality. And then, how do you see the rest of the year going? It's uh, end of September now. Do you want to get one more fight in after this? Can't overlook this one. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah. want, I just want to win this bout. It's a long time coming. I've been pro seven years now, and uh, I ain't won a bout yet. I've got nothing to show for it. So my career starts when I win this bout. That's yeah. when my career starts. That's Everything else has just been just been learning, and then yeah, win this bout, and then we'll look forward after that. Yeah, brilliant. Well, mate, it's been good having you on. Thank you very yeah, much. And uh, I look forward to seeing you on the 30th. That's fun. See you there. Also, can I, can I shout all my sponsors? Go for it, bro. So, yeah, obviously, I'm a full-time pro, and that's all down to HS Building Maintenance. They, um, that, they've they sponsored me about probably about closing up five years now. I've been a full-time pro. And then my bread and butter, and they help me um, do, do what I do and train hard. And I've got a team of sponsors um, as well who supports me through my camps. I've got Develop Tech. I've got uh, BD Nuclear. I've got Finally Finished Floors, who's come on board now, and they'll help me um, with equipment and medical fees and all stuff like that. I've got Trent Official. Um, oh, is that the cool hat? Yeah, mate. I literally live in these hats. I wear them all the time. Like, you have to get me one. Yeah, mate. They're good. They're doing well. They're like a local company. They're doing well. And, um, I've got um, a great team of sponsors, obviously. They're also re-up. I've got Lee Fitness, my S&C coach. I've got Base Camp, where I do my boxing training. They've got great facilities there. Um, so yeah, I just want to say thank to everyone who helped me and support and everyone who's bought tickets and hopefully many more to come and I'm buzzing. Brilliant. Well, without your sponsors, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be in this position today, would you? So. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. Sponsors help a lot. Boxing, there ain't a lot of money in it at, at, at my level, what I'm at now, but I'm just thankful and blessed. I've got a great team around me and great support and they're going to come with me to the, to the top of the game, hopefully. So yeah. yeah. Definitely. I'm sure they wouldn't be sponsoring if they didn't, didn't have exactly. to believe. Exactly. They have belief in me just as much as I've got belief in myself. So, yeah, I'm buzzing, mate. I'm excited. Brilliant. Nice one. Thank you. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. Please like. Nah, f*** all that. <laughs>